Hello and welcome to the Spartan Sunday Skytail Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Kevin Green. The concept of this podcast is the introduction of Spartan Sunday, uh, unraveling the mysteries of local surroundings, what we read, the podcasts we listen to, what we eat, the supplements we take, and even what we might be watching on TV or in the theaters. Your thoughts and your feedback will be appreciated. Please email me at skytale, S-C-Y-T-A-L-E, podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from your feedback. Today's podcast title is Spartan Sunday, Skytale, Episode 6, and this is the recovery episode. Spartan Sunday Skytale is hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, then you will as we walk through all of these different things. And I have a face for radio and a voice for silence. Again, this is episode six, and the publishing date for this is 4 18 21. Should be about 45 minutes. I am your host here at Skytail on Spartan Sunday. My name is Kevin Green. I live here in Beaufort, South Carolina. I do have a full time job. I am not podcasting from my mom's basement. I do live in a van down by the river, or at least I'm podcasting from, I could be podcasting from a van down by the river. Uh, we are completely surrounded by water. My Honda Element would be an awesome recording studio with just a little bit of foam around it. I think I think that would work out well. Uh, I spend my days working at Carolina Sports Care and Physical Therapy. I am a physical therapy assistant. I am a personal trainer, a tactical conditioning specialist, a certified Ironman triathlon coach, and I teach CPR and first aid for the American Red Cross. I do a host of other things as well. Uh, I hopefully that uh, I can decipher some of the things that were looking at and make it easier and maybe more fun to uh, look at supplements and what you're reading a little bit differently. Uh, you'll get to know me as, as we create this podcast. It won't last for an eternity. Uh, I am uh, the host also of uh, the Spartan Sunday, a Sunday morning workout group. You can find us on Facebook on the Spartan Sunday workout group in Beaufort, South Carolina. Uh, I wanted to create a podcast that covered a bunch of, of little things briefly so you could get some good takeaways from every podcast. Uh, it's kind of like an NPR show, but without all the hugging and politics. Uh, if I highlight a product, it's usually because I've tried it, uh, and I like it or I don't, and I'll share that with you. If, uh, if I've gotten the product for free, then I will share that with you up front, and that way you can kind of read through the BS on that a little bit. Um, okay, so here we go into the world of Skytail, maybe introducing you to some of the things you haven't tried yet. That opening track was from uh, Tessa Thompson. Your hero of the week. Maybe I should announce it like this way. Your hero of the week. Which actually sounds kind of cool. So this week, your hero of the week. And the workout that goes along with it is Sergeant Jason Santora. Jason Santora passed away April 23rd, 2010. Jason grew up in the town of Farmingville on Long Island. He graduated early from Sankum High School, North High School in 2003 and enlisted in the Army three years later. He's at Fort Benning, Georgia. Jason completed the basic airborne course, followed by the Ranger Indoctrination Program. He was then assigned to headquarters and headquarters company, 3rd Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, where he would serve as a mortarman and a rifle team leader. 
Jason returned to the Middle East in 2010 on his fourth deployment on April 23rd. His platoon was hunting down a suicide attack facilitator in the Logar province of Afghanistan and were in the process of clearing a compound when a group of civilians became struck in the crossfire, excuse me, stuck in the crossfire. Jason and another ranger quickly moved into the building and up the stairs to engage insurgents, allowing the women and the children to be moved to safety. Sergeant Jason Santora, 25, was shot five times by enemy fighters and later died of his wounds. Sergeant Ronald Kubik was also killed during this mission. Both men were posthumously awarded the Silver Star. Jason was additionally decorated with the Purple Heart, the Bronze Star, and Meritorious Service Medal. He is survived by his father, Gary, and his sister, Gina, his mother, Teresa. Uh, his mother, Teresa, passed away in 2013. To make a contribution in Jason's name, please consider the Lead the Way Fund. Dedicated to Rangers and their families, the organization provides uh, support and assistance in times of need. Please visit them at leadthewayfund.org. His workout, as it's described in the Hero Workouts, is three rounds for repetitions, one minute per event. You can do squat cleans, a 20-yard shuttle sprint, deadlifts, heavy, burpees, and a clean and jerk. And you're doing three rounds of that for four reps. Uh, looks like 20 reps forwards and backwards equal one rep. So that's under the hero workouts. Uh, and he's, he's listed on the Sergeant Jason Santora, leadthewayfund.org. That would be the book hitting the floor. Sorry about that. All right, so our uh, review of the week for uh, as a clothing line. Review of the week. So yes, review of the week. This is a Super X closing line. Uh, the Super X closing line is a, uh, a set of workout clothes that are designed to look like superhero patterned shirts and pants. So they don't have the actual logos of the superheroes on them. So that keeps it from being too nerdy, but they're like just subtle enough that um, they look really cool. So superx.com. So I, I have reviewed this product. I did order a couple shirts. Uh, the shirts themselves, a little heavy, right? So they, they, they're really good for, I would say, indoor fitness uh, and the wintertime. Um, some of them are, are uh, a little thicker. Uh, they definitely keep you warm for sure. Uh, but uh, so far, I have not come across ones that are uh, they're suitable for <laughs> Buford, South Carolina in July. Uh, but really, a, you know, a great product. I would say that one drawback to um, using their product is that uh, it takes a long time for shipping. So they seem to only make things by order, uh, which is fine, um, but it, it does seem to take a while to get your shipping in. Uh, so some highlights on some things that they have. They have the, uh, the Bruce Wayne joggers or the Wayne joggers. They have a, uh, uh, an Allen uh, suit, like sort of flash um, sweatsuit. Uh, they just made a uh, what they call the Rogers suit, which looks like the original Captain America suit without the red. Um, what else is on there? There's uh, a Thor shirt, sleeveless shirt. There's a Wolverine hoodie. Uh, there's a castle, which is like the Punisher type shirt. Um, there's a Parker, which is the Spider-Man colors. The Kent, which is the Superman colors. Uh, but like I said, the stitching and the products are really, really nice. Uh, 
but it takes a long time to get their, their shipping in there. But take a look at it, superx.com. Uh, so they did not pay me for any of these announcements. So, um, and oh, the other thing is that they're and maybe a little expensive. So that's the other thing. So maybe a shirt is like 45 bucks. If you get a workout suit, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to probably be about 150 bucks from what I'm, from looking, I'm looking at right now. All right. So you yeah, check it out. All right. Moving on. Again, this is the recovery episode of the podcast, so I'm going to break down a couple things for you. As your body grows so the next part of this is um, breaking down some recovery things, and this is from the book Good to Go, and this is written by Christy Ashwandan. You can get it either in hardback or you can actually get it as an audiobook. I would recommend the audiobook. Uh, although this is one of those books you can pick up and read any chapter you want. It doesn't necessarily go in any particular order. It does cover a lot of different things as far as recovery goes. I only highlighted, highlighted a couple of them um, that I think are, are some, some things that we all kind of talk about. Um, number one is chocolate milk. People talk about you know using that as a recovery drink, and is it good? Does it actually do something, or does it just really taste good? And the bottom line is that uh, there are at least 10 benefits of chocolate, low-fat uh, milk for recovery. So fluid and electrolytes for hydration, protein source for muscle repair, carbohydrate source to replenish energy source for the next practice, chocolate in the milk boosts carbohydrates supplied to your muscles and your liver. Sugar makes it get there faster. Uh, Low-cost replenishing option. Look at the cost of a, a small thing of chocolate milk compared to like core power or muscle milk or something along those lines. You know, you're going to roughly pay about half the cost, maybe even a little less than that. Um, of course, it's available in the school cafeteria. It's uh, quick and potentially portable. Um, if you get the slate version of chocolate milk, which you can get on Amazon, uh, that comes in a can. And, I, you know, I don't, it's, it doesn't go bad for like nine years. But it's, um, it, I don't think it's milk-based, so it, I don't know how that can be chocolate milk if it's not milk-based. But uh, um, anyway, it has the, all of the same stuff in it, but it doesn't go bad like chocolate milk does. Uh, for some athletes, it makes it easier to tolerate a beverage versus food shortly after a workout. So for many of us, you know, you do a really hard workout, uh, you're really not hungry for a couple of hours, but you might take in something cold and sweet uh, immediately after a workout, or you might be more likely to do that. Um, it definitely replenishes necessarily vi necessary vitamins. Uh, tastes great, and kids typically love to drink chocolate milk. I don't, I don't know too many kids that are like, ah, no, I don't want any chocolate milk. So uh, chocolate milk in the, in the book, Good to Go, uh, definitely came up ahead as one of the things that was proven to be correct uh, on things that you can use. So kudos to chocolate milk for, for being one of those. All right, the next thing is uh, pneumatic compression. So these are those Normatec devices that, um, that slide over your legs and, and fill up with air over a period of time. And the goal is to improve venous flow and help with recovery and, of course, muscle soreness. There are some very specific benefits to compression therapy. Um, reducing swelling and inflammation, absolutely true. Uh, speeding up muscle recovery, absolutely true. Uh, preventing delayed onset muscle soreness, Maybe, yes, but only because it increases muscle recovery and increases venous flow. So those, those things are happening. Um, uh, relieving muscle pain, 
you know, anytime you do a massage on a muscle, you're increasing circula circulation. You're also getting an endorphin and enkephalin response. Those are your pain relieving hormones, so it does help. Um, improving athletic performance, uh, good to go. The book doesn't really weigh in on that. Uh, didn't really show that it improved athletic performance, uh, but if it assists with recovery and it decreases your soreness, then you're much more likely to be ready for the next practice or the next game. So in, on a stretch, you could say that that's true. Increasing flexibility and range of motion. If you have an increase in soreness, an increase in pain, and you reduce those, then your range of motion and your flexibility should be better. So indirectly, yes, you're getting some of that. Now, if you compare it to ice baths or um, stretching or massage, uh, you, generally speaking, massage is going to come out ahead of, of most of those folks. But uh, the Neurotech devices uh, definitely um, demonstrated by research that it does help with venous flow and helps with recovery. Uh, and any of the athletic performance benefits or the science on that is still out. Uh, removing exercise-related wastes like lactic acid, yes, because you're getting some compressive forces across there, and massage has shown that it can do that. So any, again, anytime you increase the venous flow, you're also going to assist in uh, removing those fluids. Decreasing muscle fatigue, well, if you decrease the uh, lactic acid and you improve muscle flow and you get some endorphins and enkephalins down there, then you're, you're going to decrease muscle fatigue. Now, if that's in a race or in the next practice, the jury's still out on that. Um, but the sensation of muscle fatigue for most people, according to the book, good to go, um, it says yes. Now, what's the drawback? You're looking at, you're looking at about uh, anywhere from $1,500 to you know, $4,000 for these devices. So, you know, if you can get it and you can use it after you, a hard workout or after a long race and you seem to help with recovery, great. Um, if not, Get a hold of a good massage therapist or uh, fill the bathtub full of ice water. So those are your other choices. So the next one is float tanks. So this is this would be referred to as a sensory deprivation tank um, or a float tank, uh, and this is a uh, this is a tank that is filled up with Epsom salt water that you float in. It's usually about two, maybe three feet deep. Uh, it's usually about six feet wide by eight feet wide, so it's wide enough that when you lay down, you're going to completely float. You'll be completely buoyant. Your hands and your feet won't touch the edges of the wall because it takes away some, from some of the experience. Uh, but you can't sink because it's Epsom salt, and you're really, literally floating on the top. The water is neutrally warm, so it's, it's close to the temperature of your body, so you don't feel cold, you don't feel too warm, just feels comfortable. And then the, uh, the door is supposed to close and it's supposed to completely be in the dark. So you should have no sound uh, and no light and that way you're not getting any sensory feedback except for the sensory sensation of floating. So this would be a um, this is another form of recovery as, as far as you know mentally and physically and there's some some basic tips that if you're going to try a float tank um, and I'll share I'll share my experience with float tank in a minute but uh, it's things that you need to know ahead of time you definitely take off all your jewelry um, definitely shower before you get in the tank. You want to eat something a little bit, uh, about 45 minutes, half hour, an hour before you get in there. Because once you get in there and you start floating, you really don't be hungry. You don't want to be hungry. It's gonna. It's just it becomes very, very distracting if you are. Avoid caffeinated beverages several hours before using the sensory deprivation tank. So it's it, it interferes with your ability to relax. So you want to kind of be in that, you know, relaxed state, not hyped up. 
I will tell you, the last time I shaved my legs and I got into a, a float tank, whew, man, it stings. So I would suggest to you that you avoid shaving or waxing at least two to three hours before the session. But I'm going to tell you right now, like if you're getting in salt water, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't do it that day at all, maybe even a day or two before. So you know, stay away from that. If you wear contact lenses, you might want to keep them out. Uh, definitely use the earplugs, not in your contact lenses or in your eyes, but actually in your ears, just to be clear on that. Um, use the, so they don't get Epsom salt water in your ear, because that gets nasty. Um, there's some, uh, you know, there's some drawbacks. There's some things you don't want to do if you have an open wound. Um, if you have any active psychosis, that's actually listed on there. So if you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, you want to try to stay out of the float tank. Uh, you know, lots of things to consider there. I will tell you another one, tattoos. You get a new tattoo, man, do not go in the float tank until that thing is healed up. Uh, you know, for multiple reasons, but number one, it's going to sting like a mother. Whoo, man. Yes. Speaking from experience for sure. So float tank for sure. Um, so my experience with float tank, uh, we used to have one here in Savannah, Georgia that has since closed. Uh, but I gotta tell you, it was awesome. So it, it takes you a little while to learn how to use it. Um, and, and talking to the people who uh, run the float tank, is a great way to um, to learn to get the best out of the experience. Um, a lot of it is the prep preparation phase. I'll have to say the biggest drawback for us is now that the one in Savannah is closed, the closest one is, I think there's one in Pooler, um, and there's one in Columbia, there's one in Charleston, there's one in Jacksonville. So roughly 45, 55 minutes is the closest one, and then the other ones are an hour and a half away. So it, you know, if you go to drive an hour and a half, to go someplace to relax for an hour and then drive home, you know, I think you kind of lose some of the benefits with that. But if you can get one local or close by or, or make it as part of a long weekend, uh, you may want to give it a try. Uh, absolutely worth I, you know, Since the one is closed, I, I definitely missed that one uh, for sure. And it's been great. So that's uh, the book, Good to Go. And like I said, there are a whole bunch of um, uh, different um, remedies that have been reviewed in this book by uh, Christy Ashwanden, again, available on audio or um, on Amazon. So definitely check that out. It's a great book. So hopefully that's a lead for something else for you to read. All right. Dad joke of the week. What happened to the superhero after the workout? He was Thor. Oh, that's great. Dad joke of the week. That's your dad joke of the week. You know you're going to repeat that. So don't you know like you're rolling your eyes. All right. Current events. So this week at Spartan Sunday, coming up this weekend, we're at Buford Middle School track at 7.30 a.m. And this is going to be, so the whole month of April has been versus. So this one's in this next workout is going to be Murph voices versus Hoyt. And that means that we're doing a uh, Murph workout, which is going to be uh, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, uh, and a one-mile run on either end of that. So that's a great workout. The Hoyt one is in remembrance of Dick Hoyt, who passed away uh, in the middle of March. And, uh, of course, he and his, his uh, son, Rick, uh, are known for the Ironman Triathlon. Um, you know, where he had to literally carry his son, you know, to each one of the transition areas and, and set him up. So 
for this particular workout. Everything that we do uh, for the Hoyt workout, you will be either pushing, pulling, or carrying something for every single step of the entire workout. And as always, people can do uh, uh, one of the workouts or they can do both of the workouts. I will tell you, and, and the Murph versus Hoyt, if they do the whole thing, uh, it's going to come out to about 10 miles, maybe a little bit more than that. So it is a long workout. But there, we got a few people that are training for, well, we got one. There's one person training for the, uh, the Fayetteville uh, Spartan Ultra. So I think he's going to crush that event for sure. So at least 10 miles for that upcoming event. Today we had, um, what do we have today? It was such a hard workout that I completely forgot what we did. Probably not unusual. It was G.I. Joe versus Spartans. So G.I. Joe uh, was mostly the uh, military fitness tests back-to-back. And then the, uh, the Spartan race was, or the Spartans were mostly the Spartan events with a one-mile run on either side, you know, carrying some weight. Uh, that came out to about eight miles today. It was a good workout. It took about three hours. Uh, again, good. we had perfect weather here for that, too. It was awesome. So I hope we see you at uh, Beaufort Middle School. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Beaufort Spartan Sunday Beaufort Workout Group. In the news. So this was in the paper this week. I, I saw this and I, I just had to share it. This is like one of those like oops moments for whoever's running an event. So apparently the Easter Bunny was a sex offender. All right, so Saturday, March 28th, uh, a man here in Beaufort, South Carolina, that volunteered to dress as the Easter Bunny was apparently also a, a registered sex offender. Not sure why they didn't check on that, but as I read the story, I found out why. So the original person who was supposed to be the Easter Bunny that day was a no-show. So being Johnny on the spot, this guy hopped right in, right? Like you think? Like he was like, oh, this is my moment. So apparently some folks recognized him and, and even reported him after the fact. So here's my question. If they, if they recognized him as a registered sex offender and the guy volunteered to be the Easter Bunny, why wouldn't you say something then? I mean, it's not like the guy doesn't know that he's a sex offender. Couldn't they just like, like kind of give him a little like head nod and be like, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think so. All right. Or they could have volunteered themselves and uh, kind of kept this guy from doing that. I'm just saying, I just think they're, like somebody could have done something like before, after the, before the after the fact um, instead of just, you know, reporting it. Anyway. Dumb criminal, criminals. So two men were charged in drug trafficking. Uh, they probably could have done a better job hiding, hiding their wares. And they were using a package labeled, literally this is the name on the package, bag full of drugs. <laughs> this is according to Florida authorities. Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt, both 34, were pulled over in Santa Rosa County and sat on Saturday after a trooper clocked them doing 95 miles an hour on Interstate 10. Now, if you've got a bag of drugs and it says bag full of drugs on it, wouldn't you maybe want to stay closer to the speed limit? I'm just, I'm just saying. All right, so, well, clearly we would call this dumb criminal if that wasn't the case. Uh, so according to the Florida Highway Patrol arrest report, the trooper determined that Reinhardt was the subject of an active felony warrant for violation of pro probation. Also another reason to probably not be speeding with the bag of drugs in your car. Uh, he, the police officer requested, requested backup. A Santa Rosa County Sheriff's deputy arrived to assist and a canine, a canine officer 
alerted them to the presence of contraband in the vehicle. I don't know why you would need the alert for the contraband. It's, it's, it literally it was labeled in a bag. So authorities found approximately 75 grams of methamphetamine, 1.36 grams, kilograms, of a, of a date rape, a date rape drug, GHB, one gram of cocaine, 3.6 grams of fentanyl, 15 MDMA tablets, I have no idea what that is, and the drug paraphernalia, paraphernalia, oh, dip, drug paraphernalia, dip, sorry. The AP reports, this is the way the AP reports, both men were taken into custody and taken into jail. They are charged with trafficking methamphetamine and GHB, three counts of possession of a controlled substance and possession of drug paraphernalia. Note to self. Do not traffic illegal drugs or narcotic drugs with bags labeled bag full of drugs. And I would extend on that as if you if you know you have a warrant out for your arrest or you're on probation driving 95 miles an hour anyway, probably probably just not the greatest idea in the world. Science news. All right, so this these next two stories kind of caught my attention because they were I think they were they're, they're a little bit related. Um, Neanderthal DNA was recovered from cave mud that reveals that ancient humans spread across Eurasia in two different waves. Analysis of genetic material from three different caves in two countries suggested an early wave of Neanderthals about 135,000 years ago may have been replaced by genetically and potentially anatomically distinct successors 30,000 years ago or later. Uh, researchers report uh, they reported this on April 15th in uh, science.com. The timing of this later wave suggests potential links to climate and environmental shifts. So it's just like we always say. It's, if, you're, if the weather changes and the weather patterns change, the hunting changes, or what you can go to eat, the patterns are going to change, which kind of leads me to the next story. So in more Neanderthal news, so apparently... When some of the earliest human migrants to Europe encountered Neanderthals already living there about 45,000 year years ago, they were already starting to hook up. Analysis of DNA found in human fossils from around that time that the oldest known human remains in Europe suggests that interbreeding between Homo sapiens and Neanderthals were on the fast track to the Neanderthals were already on the fast track to extinction. Uh, but they already start, they started to interbreed. Um, but it, it occurred more commonly than they first assumed. So two new studies suggested this. So they're clearly spending money on this. Uh, genetic evidence in the news reports, in the new reports, indicate that for the first time that distinct human populations reached Europe shortly 50,000 years ago. Neanderthals interbred with all the groups detected so far ensuring that some of their, their genes lived on today in our DNA. So I, you know, I looked this up, and it's uh, uh, the last Neanderthals kind of weaned out about 30,000 years ago. So in my mind, I was like, okay, there had to be fermented drink, beer, wine, whiskey, something like that was getting these people drunk and drunk enough to be like, hey, look at that Neanderthal. So, but it happened in every single culture, and it happened uh, about tw 27,000 years earlier than the first use of, of any alcohol. 
So I was going to say, well, even you know, even those uh, beer goggles existed way back when, but but uh, apparently they didn't need beer goggles. They didn't need beer goggles back then. All right, so there you go. So everybody was enjoying their time with the Neanderthals a lot more than we thought they did. Um, do you know how you know that uh, Neanderthals loved to party? You know that's probably why they brought people in. So Neanderthals loved a good party, and you know how they know they knew that? Because they all went clubbing. I'll let that sink in for a second. So any, I wonder where they met at. I would be, I would be willing to bet that they uh, they probably met at, at the uh, the cave FC, the cave FC. Yeah, there you go. All right, I'm staying with that. So there you go. All right. So those are the things that are in the news. Hey, future episodes coming up and some things, the products that we're going to review. Uh, the first form nutritional supplements, the GNC Nugenics products. We're going to look at a couple new pairs of running shoes. We're going to look at the Bowflex Max Trainer, and we're going to look at the Bowflex Select Tech Dumbbells. If you have any products that you would like us to review or take a look at, send it to Skylar Podcast at uh, SkylarPodcast at gmail.com. S-C-Y-L-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you on that. That's our contact information. Movies to watch. So definitely some good movies that are out there. I know there's all kinds of different movies coming out on HBO Max. Uh, I was kind of like in between shows and looking at some things the other day. And I came across this movie called Overcomer. It, it's a low-budget movie. It's a, it's a low-budget Christian-based movie uh, made by the Kendrick brothers. But absolutely worth watching. So there are three narrative threads for this movie. Um, and they're all kind of right for the taking, right? You've got a coach uh, and a man, a follower. Uh, you've got a student, um, and you've got, like, a failed man. And they're all intertwining their stories all the way around. The main character is a basketball coach with a potential next-year championship team. The young lady main character, who is being raised by her grandmother, has sticky fingers, uh, but a love for running. Oh, and she has asthma, right? So the town is in the midst of an excellent economic collapse. Many of the town workers uh, moved to other cities, taking their athletic children with them. The small private Christian school is shorthanded in coaches and teachers, so the basketball coach is asked slash told to coach cross-country, uh, which, which he finds out quickly is a real sport. And he, and he makes it very clear in the beginning it's not a real sport. He finds out very quickly that it is. Uh, one problem, he's not a runner, um, and he only has one runner, and she's asthmatic, and she's never run cross-country before. Uh, there are a lot of different plots and subplots to this movie, but it does a nice job trying to tie things together at the end. All seemingly meaningless, uh, miscellaneous things occurring in the beginning, uh, but all the characters' lives come together nicely. If it didn't, it wouldn't be a movie, right? So like, it would just be like different stories. Uh, but lots of really good tie-ins. Tie um, don't read the reviews. Just sit back and enjoy the movie. So uh, Overcomer is the name of the movie. And it stars Alex Kendrick. I believe he wrote it, produced it, directed it as well. Aaron Wright Thompson is the lead young lady that is the cross-country runner. And there's a host of other people that you'll kind of recognize uh, from other movies here and there. Um, but they're also worth watching. So, all right. Podcasts to listen to. So, of all the podcasts this week that I listened to, I have to say that the best one was Smartless. And that was with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Uh, their guest was Bob Odenkirk. So he stars in the movie called Nobody, but he was also in Breaking Bad, and he was in Better Call Saul. 
Um, and it was, it's a great interview. He talks about the making of the movie Nobody and how it took him almost two years to train for the, the fight scenes. Uh, so apparently he does all of the up-close fight scenes. And he, does, he said he doesn't do any of the stunts, but he does all the fight scenes. So I'm uh, looking forward to that movie coming out, which I think comes out shortly if it's not already out. Uh, but the podcast itself is worth listening to because some interaction between the four of them is, is just great. It's just, and he's got some good stories. Uh, so uh, Smartless with Jason Bateman, uh, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett with Bob Odenkirk as the guest. Absolutely worth listening to. New TV shows. So usually I try to highlight a TV show that's worth watching. Oh, man, I tried. <laughs> I tried really hard. So a new, new TV show that I tried to watch was the new version of Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, so this has Jared Padalecki. This is a guy from Supernatural, and he's kind of rebooted and reinvented and retelling the Walker, Texas Ranger tale, which is from the Chuck Norris uh, fame. Um, it's, you know what? I, you can try to watch it. Uh, it's just not very good. So, I mean, it's, it, I, I mean, I'm trying to give it a chance to develop, so I've watched a couple episodes, just not quite sure where the show is going. Uh, the actors are strong. Uh, it's a good cast, and enjoy it now because it's probably not going to have a second season. Uh, just to be honest with you, it's just, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Um, so you check it out for yourself, and if you've got an opinion that, that uh, is different from mine or supports mine, just email me at SkylarPodcast.com. So, uh, you know, I think most of us watched Walker, Texas Rangers because it's at some point Chuck Norris was in a fight scene. I mean, that's, that was the whole purpose of watching the show. At least that's what I thought. Um, did you know that uh, Chuck Norris, some kids pee their name in the snow. Chuck Norris can pee his name in concrete. That's, that's how tough Chuck Norris is. Chuck Norris ha can have both feet on the ground and kick butt at the same time. Chuck Norris stands faster and anyone can run. Champions are the breakfast of Chuck Norris. When the boogeyman goes to sleep, every night he checks his closet for Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris can play the violin with a piano. Chuck Norris writes, he made paper bleed. I messed that up. When Chuck Norris writes, he can make paper bleed. I guess that's like a, a reference to ink. I don't know. There you go. Chuck Norris can divide by zero. That's pretty amazing. I think the only thing that might save... Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, the new reboot of this, is if Chuck Norris shows up. I think that's the only thing that's going to like it. He's got to have like some regular main character involvement in there in some way, shape, or form. But I think he's too busy doing, uh, what's that, Total Gym commercials. So probably not. Things to eat. So things to eat this week. Oh, man, this is like my favorite go-to. So I'm going to give him a free shout-out. This is Fat Patties. Fat Patties here in Beaufort, South Carolina. It's actually technically in Port Royal, South Carolina. Uh, burgers, IPA, uh, homemade ice cream. Uh, you can check them out at uh, Fat Patties hyphen, uh, excuse me, Fat hyphen Patties.com. Uh, absolutely, my favorite thing: chicken tacos, bar none. Chicken tacos, they're awesome. So if you get a chance, check them out. Uh, I am still working on my music lessons, so uh, oh, I forgot my guitar. I was going to play you the next part of it. So anybody that listened to the other podcast, you heard like the intro that I played on the guitar, which was pretty sad. And uh, you'll know that I continue to um, be a prodigy of that. Probably not. So just FYI. 
So just to recap, a couple new stories. Uh, there's a new workout that's coming up a week at uh, Beaufort Middle School with at the uh, for Spartan Sunday, uh, and it is Murph versus Hoyt. So it's a it's a the Hoyt is a slow long workout uh, with every step taken you carry something, push something, pull something. Uh, more information and list of the workouts are on Spartan Sunday workout page on Facebook. Um, you can take a look at that. Uh, what movie do you want to see made? Email me at skytailpodcast.com. Like, what would be, what would, like, it could be a remake. It could be something that hasn't been made yet. Um, whatever. Like, what do you want to see? Because next week, when I do this episode, I have one particular movie that I really want to see made. And I think it was awesome. And just FYI, this, this uh, thought came to me at about mile 80 on a 100-mile run in uh, Florida about two years ago. And uh, it has not left my brain. I just, I just love the idea of doing it, and uh, I'm going to share that with you, and uh, hopefully you'll like it too. What TV show would you like brought back? Is there any particular TV shows that you'd like to see come back? Um, there's quite a few out there. I know that, that people have talked about bringing back. Buck Rogers, I think, was one. Um, and then also in that news, uh, you know, the gentleman that played in Buck Rogers, and he played Tweaky, and he played Cousin It in the original Adams Family. Uh, he passed away this week. Uh, unfortunate loss. So his name was Felix Silla. Uh, the actor be- behind such famous TV characters such as Cousin It on The Addams Family and Tweaky on Buck Rogers' 25th Century uh, died at the age of 84. So definitely not a short life. All right, that was, that was, a, that was pretty bad. That was a short joke. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Silla's uh, death was reported by Deadline. It seems like an odd name for that. And confirmed by the actor's former co-star, Gil Gerard. That's Gil Gerard's guy that played Buck Rogers. Uh, born in a small Italian village of, I'm going to butcher this for sure, Rocca, Roccaselli Silla first entered show business as a circus performer. His early professional years were spent touring with the Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey Circus, where he worked as a trapeze artist, that's pretty impressive, uh, and a tumbler. And given those skills... It makes sense that the actor's first foray into Hollywood was as a stuntman. His first film was with Shirley Jones, Red Buttons, 1963, the comedy of the ticklish affair. I gotta tell you, it's kind of interesting that he was a stuntman and that he was a um, trapeze artist because the two things he seems to be most known for, as Tweaky and Cousin It, he like basically just wobbled, like on stage the whole time. Like there was no uh, acrobatic anything to that. So interesting. Okay. Well, he passed away. So it's, it's sad to hear that. Um, you're going to hear a commercial for um, Anchor Podcast. Uh, it's going to be attached on both ends of this. Uh, I just want to tell you that I, uh, I, I do get paid for that, just so you know. But I am using Anchor currently. Uh, it is so easy to use. So, And, and I'm not going to steal the commercial sunder by speaking over it, but I'm just going to tell you that I, I do use Anchor. Um, I did find it the easiest setting to use um and i'm just really enjoying it so it's just like i said it's just one of those easy things you'll hear more about it in the commercial if you have any thoughts about doing a podcast um definitely take a look at that all right so we're going to be wrapping things up here in just a minute i hope that you'll you've been listening to the um spartan sunday sky tale podcast and i hope that you will reach out on sky um sky podcast at gmail.com And um, let us know uh, if there's anything particular you want reviewed 
or if you have any thoughts about the podcast. Hopefully it's going to get a little better each week with some learning how to edit and things like that. All right. So with that, we'll talk to you soon and see you next week. happening yeah you're face to face with greatness and it's strange you don't even know how you feel it's adorable well it's nice to see that humans never change open your eyes let's begin yes it's really me it's my way breathe it in i know it's a lot to hair.